Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Thursday, March 10th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Field and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzlini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us here as uh, went down last night. Regional action here for the boys' quad A tournament here in Region 2. And the game we had last night, uh, Musselman. Got revenge from last year's regional, beating Martinsburg 58-54 to in regulation. Also, the other side of the bracket, Jefferson knocked off Hedgesville 48, or 65-48. to Both Musselman and Jefferson are headed to Charleston next week for the Quad A Boys State Tournament. That begins on Thursday. And uh, we'll be joined by head coach there for the Appleman, head coach Derek Basil here in about uh, six or seven minutes here, around 12.15. And at 12.30, head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis, will join the show as uh, matchups from for next week have been revealed and seating has been revealed. Um, we'll look at the matchups here. Let me pull them up. Thought I had them up, but I did not have them up. Here it is. Uh, Morgantown gets the number one seed at twenty and four. Jefferson gets the number two seed at twenty two and zero. Parkersburg South twenty and three gets the number three. South Charleston gets the number four at twenty and five. GW gets the fifth seed at twenty and five. Wheeling Park six at sixteen and nine. Cabell Midland at the seventh seed at fourteen and ten. And Musselman in at the eighth seed. Uh, the game that the two games everybody's worried about will be game two set for next Thursday at 1 p.m. as number seven Cabell Midland it goes against number two Jefferson and number um and Thursday at 5 30 game three number eight Musselman versus number one Morgantown uh break that down for you here quick we'll talk about last night's game a little bit uh Nick what are your impressions from last night's game well I thought it was an impressive performance by uh, Musselman I mean it was, a, it was a good game back and forth but I think Musselman's ability to pull away late uh, and the way Jordan Holmes started the game with his 17 first half points finishes with 24, uh, you know, when they needed him to step up in that first half and give Musselman some scoring, he was able to do that at an efficient rate. And I think a big storyline, though, it has to be the fouls going against Martinsburg and how many fouls they racked up, especially early in the game, but really throughout. And, uh, you know, some turnovers, especially in that second half for the Bulldogs that really hurt them. So some real guys are getting in foul trouble early. Uh, you know, they couldn't just have guys uh, focus on homes or whatever they were planning to do defensively. And then, you know, he just exploded. So, uh, you know, it was a great game. Two good teams. Musselman, I thought, was probably the slightly better team heading in, but it could really go either way because we've obviously seen two close games. But I just thought Musselman – uh, coming off of you know some really good performances against Jefferson, even though they came up short in those games, it looked like they were maybe a little bit ahead of Martinsburg. But you know both teams were good, both games were good, um, or the game was good, and you know it, it just came down to I think a few mistakes by Martinsburg, especially defensively, of how many fouls they racked up and uh, the turnover issues. And also my opinion here is free throws uh, lost the game as I said fifty eight fifty four. 
Uh, they went five for 11 from the charity stripe. So, you know, left six points right there. Not that you're going to, you know, r- rely on everybody to make every point, but that's a few points and, you know, one basket here or there. Yeah, but they didn't really get to the line. I mean, you only shot 11 free throws. I don't know if Musselman put in their stats yet, but they, they have not shot a ton. I know Connor Long had like six of his points from the line probably five of his points from the line and, and one field goal I think it was and his seven points Holmes probably had about you know six seven points from the line as well so Warnsburg wasn't able to get to the line and Musselman but even caught them off guard throughout the game even at 11 free throws you, you still got to make them count you can't shoot below 50 percent yeah but at any point it's almost fifty percent. You want to shoot probably about eight of eleven, but again, that's not going to be enough to win the game. That's true. Make it one, but any you thoughts you had back here, outcomes. Colin? I felt Jordan Holmes really put Musselman on his back to lead him to the win last night. Yeah, and that's exactly who they needed to lead the team to victory. That is why he was my WVU Medicine Player of the game. I mean, 17 first half points. I think you said it was like 90% of their points yeah. there in the first half. And then the energy that everybody had for that Muscleman team last night, you could really tell that they truly believed in themselves. Fan base well, that was, was a game. pretty good there as well for both sides. But it was just so intense from start to finish. And I felt like the energy Musselman fed off more than Martinsburg. And, and that was, that. you know, it was the rematch from last year's regional game that went to overtime that Martinsburg got the win and headed to the state tournament. So, obviously, revenge was on their minds. They know they lost the last game in overtime at the Martinsburg Fieldhouse, so they knew they were coming in ready that they wanted to win that ball game. And Jordan Holmes really showed in the first half, especially that he wanted that ball game. He wanted to take it over early, and he really did that. And then that uh, clutch three there—it was either the end of the third quarter or the beginning of the fourth quarter—that kind of really turned the tide in that game. That said, Musselman's going to win this ball game a hundred percent. Yeah, because they were down at the end of the third, I believe, by four points. I think. Yeah. I think, too, um, Musselman seemed to really do a great job. You mentioned the energy, but they were just dominating on offensive rebounds early in the game, too. I mean, even if we're, they weren't converting, they were getting three or four looks on a, a lot of possessions. And that continued throughout the game. Even when Martinsburg went big and had Jackson and Sutherland in there, Musselman was still getting a lot of offensive rebounds. So we knew rebounding would be a big factor because both those teams do have good post play. And I think Musselman won the rebounding battle and, you know, got a ton of great looks for their team. And, and in that second half, guys stepped up that weren't scoring a lot. Uh, like I said, Lawn was able to get to the free throw line, do a lot of work in that second half. Cal Kleppner hit a big three. Uh, Trenton Wolf hit a big three. So when they needed those role players to score in, in crucial situations, they came alive and, and – we're able to knock down those shots. So, you know, a great win for the Appleman. And, you know, they'll have a very tough matchup with Morgantown in the first round. But uh, to get to states is always a great achievement. And, you know, when you go now go over to the other region game here look, real quick, just kind of look at some stuff. We'll talk with Coach Lewis at 1230. But after break, we're going to take you here momentarily to talk with Derek Basile, head coach of the Appleman. Uh, going to that Hedgesville-Jefferson ball game, 
It was a five-point ballgame after one quarter, 18-13. Hedgesville was only down five, but that second quarter for Jefferson really turned the tides out, scoring Hedgesville 16-4. to And it was just, you know, Hedgesville could not make the comeback. The final there, 65-48, and Hedges, or Jefferson just doing what they've done all year, just kind of, kind of blowing everybody out, it feels like. I think, obviously, that was the accept, uh, expected outcome in terms of Jefferson getting the win. And, uh, and we'll see how they do in the state tournament. But it looks like there's a, there's at least a good chance that they can advance in the first round. And I think uh, we could see Morgantown Jefferson for the state championship. That would be an interesting one as well. But this segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we joined by head coach for the Muscleman Appleman, Derek Pasil. That's after this two-minute break. You're tuning to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Wish we'd known. We'll blow With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Rebound layup is no good, and Musselman is going back to the state tournament. The Appleman better make some room for them in Charleston as the horn sounds, and they get the win 58 54.
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 and TV 10 streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. We're now joined by one region winning coach here, Region 2 champion coach Derek Basil, headed to Charleston next week with the Muscleman Appleman. How's it feel, coach, to hear that? Uh, it feels pretty good, guys. That never gets old. And, uh, Coach, obviously, obviously last night, yeah. it, you, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you All not right. hear me? Yeah, yeah, it, was, it broke up for a second there. But so going back to last night's game, you guys, uh, you knew it was going to be a tough one against Martinsburg. It seems like they're always close games. as a rematch of last year's regional. What would you what'd you tell your team going into the ballgame? Well, I just told them, you know, we knew it was going to be hard. Uh, you know, we had to play it tough. Uh, we knew Martinsburg was going to come out and, and be solid like they always are. We knew it was going to be close. We had to execute. And you know, I thought, I think our kids, you know, pretty much the whole game were, were in tune with what we needed to do. Coach, it seemed like throughout the game that you guys were winning uh, the loose ball battles, winning the rebounding battle. Uh, how important do you think that was to getting the victory last night? Nah, it was real important. You know, I told our kids before the game, you know, you're a persistent group. I think that's your probably the strength of our team um you know we go at it all night uh each and every night and i thought the guys um, really stayed with it they fought for loose balls they fought for the rebounds on both sides so uh you know that was a, it was a big key last night another big key was jordan holmes last night really put the team on his back it seemed like to uh, lead you guys to victory what are your comments about his performance in the game well, I thought he—I thought he did what he needed to do. I thought he got around the floor well, uh, scored in transition, got some easy baskets, got him going. But he also hit some shots for us. Um, and he did a nice job on the defensive end, helps on the board. So we needed him to play a complete game, and I thought he did that last night. He was really good. And, and it seemed like he had that mentality going in that he wanted this for the team. He wanted it uh, for you, coach, because he came out and completely dominated there in the first half. Well, yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, I think all our guys really, really wanted it. They, uh, they were really locked in, really all year with it. Uh, it was a big goal, and and Jordan was uh, was no exception. That he was, he, he you know, he really kind of, he he really wanted to put the team on his shoulders and uh, you know make the plays. He wanted the ball, so uh, you know, I was real, real proud of him. He did a, he did an excellent job. Hey, Coach Basile, Avery Newport here. Uh, Martinsburg's post players, Aiden Jackson and Jess Sutherland, have been playing real well as of late, but you were able to shut them down defensively. They didn't get much offense going through the post. How were you able to do that last night? Well, I think you said it. He, those guys both been playing very well. Jackson and, uh, and Sutherland have been playing really, really well. Um, you know, I think, our, I think when they were setting the high ball screens, we were, we were doubling those up. I think they were catching the ball a little further away from the basket than what they're used to. And when they caught the ball in the range, we kind of pressed up on them a little bit, didn't let them have those uh, open jump shots. Uh, the Jackson kid especially hit a bunch of them against us in the last game. I thought he was kind of the key to the game the last time. We kind of took that away and uh, were able to, you know, were able to kind of neutralize those two a little bit because they both been playing very well. Head coach of the Muslim Appleman, Derek Basile, our, our guest. Uh, coach, another thing that stood out, I think, was the fouls, and in particular your team's ability to stay out of foul trouble. Um, what does that say about the discipline of your team, especially on the defensive end, to not pick up a lot of fouls in the game and uh, you know just stay on the court? 
Well, yeah, it, it, it takes a lot because, you know, Martinsburg's very good off the bounce. I think our kids did a good job of trying to keep people in front of them and contesting with their hands straight up and just trying to contest shots instead of trying to block shots. Uh, Martinsburg's got a lot of athletic guys that it's hard to block their shots. And I thought our kids were disciplined when, they, when, they, when the guys got in the lanes to, to not reach and, and to try to go straight up with it. You and your team, it seems like every uh, night there's a game, really has your heart on your sleeve and a very emotional team, but you always seem to keep it composed and stay focused throughout all four quarters. How do you, one, do that yourself and also make sure that your team does that as well? Well, it's a, it's a delicate balance. I mean, you know, we, we do play with a lot of passion, a lot of energy, but, you know, again, at the end of the game there, I was telling them, you guys got to calm down, we got to focus. Um, we got to stay with it. So it's, uh, you know, you want to be fiery. You want to be emotional um, because it's an emotional game. Basketball is an emotional game. But at the same time, you, you have to you have to stay solid and you got to stay focused with, with the fundamentals, what you have to do to, to kind of close out games. And, Coach, you guys ha- had a lead there at halftime and then the third quarter, a little down quarter. But in the fourth quarter, it, it seemed like, from my opinion there, when Jordan Holmes was able to hit that three, it kind of just turned the tide for the whole ball game for you guys. Yeah, we just we needed a couple shots to go in. Uh, Jordan hit a three. I thought I thought Trent Wolf when he hit that open three. I thought that was a big one. Uh, I think that might have put us back in the lead. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, so we we had a couple threes go down. It kind of took Marsburg out of the zone, and um, and then after that we just kept attacking the rim and and kind of kind of took a nice little lead there. We thought was safe, but nothing safe with Marsburg. They're going to keep playing, and uh, they did a really good job to get back in it there. Coach Martinsburg got off to a hot start early in the game. I believe they got off to a, a 10-2 run. It was something like that early in the first half. But your team was able to weather the storm. Was there anything you told them or anything that you communicated to them to try and, and, and get that game back in your favor early? Well, you know, Martinsburg, you know, they're capable of making threes. They've shown that. I thought, I thought Luke Fowler had a really good game. They hit a couple threes there early. I just said, told the guys, we just got to stay with it, keep contesting. Uh, I thought our full court pressure threw them out of their rhythm a little bit. I think they were in a nice rhythm there at the beginning of the game. I thought our full court pressure kind of took them out of that a little bit. And, um, and our guys just kept contesting. They made some shots throughout the game. But I thought we contested a bunch of the shots. So, Coach, your team heads into the state tournament as the eighth seed, and you'll play Morgantown, a team that you played right before sectionals. Uh, obviously, wasn't the result you wanted there, and you know they're a good team, but – uh, how much do you think that prior experience against them will help you guys uh, heading into this one in the first round? Well, I, I think it was important we played that game. Um, after that game, you know, when we lost, I said, well, you know, if I told the coaches, I said, we're fortunate enough to make the tournament. We might see these guys again. So I think just the idea of getting to play that team, uh, we played them last year, uh, understand how they move. Uh, they, the game, that was the only game that got away from us all year. And it got away from us more in the fourth quarter. It was a, it was a close game at half. They hit a three at the buzzer to make it 11 at half. But so we were, it was a six, eight point game the first half. It got away from us in the fourth quarter. We start substituting. So, um, you know, we got we got a taste of what they do. We, we know what they, what they like to do. So now we, we can game plan. It's, I think having a little familiarity with, the other, with your opponent is, uh, is, is a positive. Uh, when you have to play somebody that's totally new, you have to have all new scouts. So th- I think it I think it helps us. What is uh, your team going to do this week gearing up for that first game a week from uh, today? Well, you know we kind of have a we kind of have a schedule we like to we're we're off today. 
Um, we'll go light Friday and then have a have a good workout Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, and we'll leave Wednesday. So we we have a pretty good uh, plan of uh, you know we we've been fortunate enough to have done this a few times. So we have a, a kind of a plan of what we like to do, and you know we'll start uh, we'll start watching the films tonight and uh, start getting ready tomorrow. All right, Coach Derek Basil, our guest. Thanks for joining us, Coach. Uh, best of luck next week. Hope we're talking after a win on Friday or on Friday after a win on Thursday. Hey, I hope so too, guys. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for talking with us all season long. That's head coach Derek Basil there of the Muscleman Appleman program and going back to states again, avenging the loss they had to Martinsburg last season in the region tournament game here before we hit the break. Uh, it's going to be a tough game for them next week. We'll talk about it all next week on the show. But, I mean, just I think having the fact that they have played Morgantown and they had it close for a little bit of the ball game, they know the tendencies of the players. So it could be a slight advantage for Mark or for excuse me Musselman going into the game. Yeah, I think, uh, but it also gives Morgantown the same advantage. So it's really not really, it's just kind of equal there. But I mean, Morgantown's a tough team. They've obviously been undefeated in the state, uh, have beaten up on some EPAC teams this year. Um, but this Musselman team, you can never count them out. You know, they're going to play till the final whistle blows. Uh, they're going to give you their best effort they play with a lot of energy um so you know i like this team um it's been a great run so far and we'll see how they do in states and certainly you know wish them the best of luck uh and like we've said before you know when you get to charleston the seating it, it matters a little bit but really you know all these teams are good so anything can happen in the state tournament yeah i was uh messaging with david wood one of our uh typical viewers who we appreciate viewing every day uh about the games when they were coming in final score wise and we were saying that if it was going to be drawn as jefferson musselman here in this first round it would be a tough draw for jefferson since uh musselman's always played them tough i I still think it's a tough draw for morgantown we've seen how well this musselman team can be they fight they're physical down low and it should be a uh, fun one there. A lot of people in the state probably won't believe them, but that just puts more pressure on Morgantown. It really does, and that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets Designer Bedding Outdoor Living and his family owned and operated and located right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by the other Region 2 winning coach that's heading to, that's his, has his team heading to states. That's head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis. After this two-minute break, you're tuning to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg has a brand new list of daily specials. Monday, stop on in for burger night or enjoy a nice juicy steak every Tuesday and Wednesday. The Palace Lounge also offers freshly steamed shrimp Thursdays and chef specials every Friday and Saturday. Sunday is all-day breakfast and there are drink specials daily too. So come enjoy the Palace Lounge. You can find them on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard. I'm talking with Ken Apple, CPA in Martinsburg. Ken, why should a small business choose you? Well, Rob, when you hire me, you get me. You know, when I used to work for a big firm, I thought I understood the needs of small businesses, but it wasn't until I became a small business owner myself that I understood their true needs. Now I know what it's like to make a payroll, and I can relate to the owners of those small businesses. I'm also a bank director. I've been for 20 years, and I understand what the bank needs when you're going for a small business loan. Call Ken Apple, CPA, 304-263-1100. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilson Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We're now joined by head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis. They got the 65-48 win over Hedgesville last night in the other Region 2 final. And, Coach, you're going back to States again. How's it feel? Feels great. Feels great. Really happy for uh, for the players, um, especially those seniors, to go back-to-back. Um, and a lot of returns to go back-to-back. That's a great accomplishment uh, for them um, and also – happy for Jefferson High School community as, as well. Coach, what were some things that you guys were able to do last night uh, to get that win? Well, I think the second quarter um, was a decisive quarter. I think we, uh, we ended up getting a 17-point lead in probably a matter of like a minute and a half where I think it was only like a five-point game um, start the start the quarter. And up until about the three-minute mark, I think it was only about a nine- or ten-point game, eight or nine-point game. And we got up to 17, but I thought our defense was really, really key in that second quarter. I thought um, we kind of turned it up a little bit, um, turned the pressure up a little bit on them, and they had some difficulties getting the ball over half court um, on several possessions, and that enabled us to get a, a couple easy baskets, hit a couple threes um, off of steals and things like that, and we kind of got into a rhythm. And you just mentioned the uh, three-point ball. That's what I was going to comment on. It seemed like you guys had a lot of success uh, behind the three-point line uh, last night, and it was Cam Johnson who seemed like also led the way uh, for your team in that aspect. What's it like not only having him but just a lot of depth in your team this season so that if one person isn't having the best of nights, you can really – go on somebody else who usually uh picks up the slack to find success in yeah it's great um especially having someone like cameron um just grown to six five over the last you know two years um and it's really stepped his game up 
over the offseason. He's really put a lot of time in to his game. He was out fourth leading score last year, so he came in with a chip on his shoulder, uh, wanting to prove that, you know, not only that he's uh, improved over the summer, but he wants to be one of the best players in the state. So, and then last night he had a special chip on his shoulder because he made second team all EPAC. So, <laughs> so I think he really, really, uh, really had, he was inspired last night to go out and show um, the EPAC what he can do. And coach, you mentioned that your, your players obviously spread out all throughout both of those EPAC teams. Uh, but, but we've talked about this with you a lot during the season. What does it say about your depth that in a region final game where everything's on the line to go to states, you got four players in double figures? Yeah, it's been like that all year. Um, one thing I'll tell you that we have, um, we have at least, I know for a fact, we have at least six players, seven players that probably can be the top two players or top two scores on every team um, in this area, maybe some of the teams in the state. Um, so that comes with sacrifice. You have to sacrifice not only scoring, but minutes. Um, and then also defensively, you have to sacrifice who's going to be the defensive stopper. Um, so if I'm confident on defense, like Deion Taylor, who's been our leading scorer for almost, you know, either one or two the last three years, two years, uh, for him to be the third leading scorer on the team, and sacrifice, you know, his shots, his minutes. Um, he, he's picked up the best, the best offensive player every game. Um, that just shows you a lot about our team and about those players because we got Bryson Fleming, who started at Washington for the last two years, coming off the bench for, most, for the most part. Uh, and I know he started a lot because of injuries. Um, but, you know, we just have guys sacrifice um, a lot. Um, Jamari Jenkins, um, Jaden Gladney, Will Shively, who was 13 all state as a freshman, um, averaging 17 points a game, averaging a little over 10 points this year. Uh, so it just it just says a lot about them as players, about our team, because we have some guys that may not get a lot of minutes, like David Haynes and Darion Massenburg, I think can come in and play a lot as well. So David Haynes, I mean, honestly, David Haynes hit as a sophomore, he had 15 points at Musselman um, and four three pointers. So. We have guys that's on our team that's really sacrificed over the last couple of years, and especially this year, that can come in at any moment, um, any, any game, and step up for us big. So I look forward to that continuing, and hopefully uh, we can get that production down stakes. Hey, Coach Lewis, Avery Newport here. Just kind of building off of this last response that you just gave, talking about your defense. Of course, your offense is fantastic. You guys can hit threes and hit shots from all over the floor. You got depth, but your defense has also been outstanding. You held a good Hedgesville team last night to 48 points. What does that say about your team and and how your team plays really well on defense, even with this great offense that you have? Yeah, I think that gets underrated for some reason. Um, we're not really talked about as being a good defensive team, but I think, um, I think you know, over the course of the season, when I look at our numbers, our numbers say differently. You know, so looking at our stats for the season, now uh, we average about you know a little over 15 steals a game. Uh, we holding teams to you know under 30% on three-point shooting, yeah, and so we, we're not giving up a lot. Uh, we're causing over 27 turnovers a game, so. I think that's an underrated part of our team um, that doesn't get talked about a lot. A lot of people talk about our scoring, and some people don't think we play defense, you know. So um, I think that's something we really wanted to prove last night. I'm going to that game, really just locking in on details. I'm on the game plan that we can execute defensively. And I thought we did that. Um, After the first quarter, I think they had 13 points, um, and then they had 29 or 30 points going into the fourth quarter. 
So I thought we really locked in um, defensively from quarter, second, um, and third. And I think, you know, I think they had a chip on their shoulder as well, um, just knowing that, you know, our defense is kind of underrated overall. Coach, your team uh, will be the two seed in Charleston, and you draw Cabell Midland in the first round. Um, how do you feel, I guess, about that first round matchup, and um, what are some things you'll have to do to get that win? Well, no, they got two two good guards, the brothers. Um, they're really good. They were all state performers. I think um, the one was first team all state last year as a junior. I might be wrong, but I think he was. I think the other brother, um, Smith Brothers, I think the other one was either second team or honorable mention um, last year as well. So I know they're, they're a high, high score in backcourt. Um, they've been around a long time. They've been in the States, I think, the last two years, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So they have a lot of experience. Um, I don't know too much more about the other players yet um, as we get the films and start you know, analyzing them. Tonight and tomorrow, I'll know a lot more about them if you talk to me next week. But one thing that I think is going to be key for us is um, maintaining our discipline um, and our press is making sure that we don't give a lot of easy baskets and making sure we keep um, attention to detail on their main players, like the, the two guards that they have, and they average over 20 points a game. So just really concentrating on the little details once we get into game planning for them next week. I think we'll be fine. Um, the biggest thing for us is, you know, getting, 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 getting some work in over the next week, not getting rusty, making sure we're sharp going into next Thursday because we got a long layoff. This is going to be the second longest layoff we had um, of the year. So I think that's going to be key. The next three or four days is really fine-tuning, staying sharp. As we just said, you guys are the two-seed, even though you're the uh, undefeated team. Morgantown got the – one seed. Is there any feeling of disrespect come uh, that seeding in any way for you guys? Are you just focused on uh, being the best team on the court? Yeah, we talked about it a long time ago, probably about three weeks ago, a month ago, that you know, if we went out, that's something we, we do. We're probably going to be a two seed, just making sure the players kind of understand um, that and not really worry about that. Because to me, the one and the two is the same thing. Um, the only difference is the color of the jersey, the championship, if you make it. So making sure they understand why we're the two-seed and the reason why is because we're an Eastern Panhandle team that's not really known uh, for being a state championship caliber team, and that's the number one reason. Um, I feel like if we were Martinsburg was undefeated, they would be number one because they've been down there plenty of times. A lot of teams respect them, respect their program. So for us, it's just gaining respect. Um, as a program, putting Jefferson High School on that map to say if that happens again, that they should be number one, not number two um, over a four-loss team. So just making sure they understand why it's, why it's happening is the biggest key. And then we have coaches' polls that come out um, pretty much every week this year they started. We were number two on every week. So I kind of knew um, we were going to be number two. The coaches voted all, all year number two. So didn't matter if we won or lost, um, we were going to be number two. So I kind of had a guide on that as well. So I, I kind of give them the insight every week on what the coaches think, um, not the AP, because the coaches are ones voting, not the sports writers. Virginia, for the reasons. So we kind of knew that was going to happen. 
Coach Lewis, our guest here. Final one for you, Coach Lewis. Uh, you guys, uh, obviously, you talked about the long layoff. What is this next week going to look like for you guys uh, as you get ready to uh, face Cabo Midland in literally almost a week, 1 p.m. next Thursday at the Charleston Convention or Coliseum and Convention Center? What's the next week for you guys? Yeah, we're taking off today. Um, just getting get our rest. A lot of guys are still nicked up a little bit, uh, making sure they see the trainer. Um, let's get healthy. Make sure we get a day of rest, and then um, we got to start planning, you know, itinerary for next week um, as well. So it gives everybody a day of, you know, just planning and just resting. So the next two days we'll practice. Friday, Saturday, uh, we'll get after it um, back in the gym, and then next week we plan on uh, practicing Monday and Tuesday. We're going to leave in the morning and go to Fairmont State and practice um, on the way up um, for about an hour. So I think that's kind of like the next the next week for us. Um, and then we get out the next Thursday. All right, Coach Lewis, thanks for joining us, and uh, best of luck. Hopefully we're talking next Friday before a semifinal matchup. Yep, me too. I hope so. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for joining us all season long. That's head coach Richard Lewis there of the Jefferson Cougars. State's bound for back-to-back seasons, and uh, hopefully they'll show the state why they're undefeated. Yeah, it's uh... – about time the state puts some respect on the Eastern Panhandle, and it's going to start with Jefferson, hopefully. And it will. Let's talk. Let's stay here in the Mountain State. Let's talk uh, some college hoops while we got a couple minutes. Uh, West Virginia gets the win in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, defeating number eight Kansas State as the number nine seed, 73 to 67. They're moving on. Uh, Sean McNeil led the way with them for 21 points. Malik Curry added 17 points. Uh, nine points, nine rebounds for Tash Sherman, and uh, Colin, you're the Mountaineer fan. You know we kind of we've talked about this here for for a good portion of the week. What uh what are you taking away from this win, knowing that today in about uh, two hours, which you you can hear right here on Talk Radio WRNR, two p.m. pregame, they're going to face the number one team in the conference, Kansas. Yeah, it's a good win against Kansas State. They have a good program that uh was kind of struggling a little bit as well this season. But hopefully you get some momentum against a really tough opponent in the Jayhawks. Uh, Later this afternoon, Sean McNeil did well. You like seeing that from him. He was uh, kind of struggling here the past few games. You want Taz Sherman to be able excuse me, to still lead this team and have somebody to rely on. I think uh, Pauly Clap or Pauly Pauly did well yesterday as well, and it's March, so you never know what can happen. I think right now Duke's losing to Syracuse by three. Uh, Butler's losing to Providence. Yep, by or no, six. Butler's leading no, Providence. Butler, excuse yeah, me, but I had that. Providence is losing to Butler but, now by four. Yeah, twenty-four. It, it's March. You never know. Speak. So. Yeah, in the Big 12 tournament, number 22, Texas on top of TCU. They're 7-2. Uh, but uh, obviously the Mountaineers are going to be a tough test today. And uh, as I mentioned, you can uh, hear it later today on Talk Radio WRNR. And uh, Nick Marshall, uh, they fall 77-67 to Louisiana Tech. Uh, but a big game there from Tavion Kinsey and Mike Byers, 24-21 respectively. Uh Decision time now as Marshall, you know, ends its run this season. Decision time for Tavion Kinsey because he has another year of eligibility, but he probably won't come back. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, he could come back and play another season and either hurt or help his draft stock, but 
we'll see on that. I mean, I think Marshall also has kind of a coaching decision there. I mean, Dan D'Antoni had one bad year, so I don't think that is enough to fire him. But also, I think you kind of look at what he's doing within the program in terms of the recruiting, and it, it seems to be down. Uh, the level of play this year for Marshall after losing some of the guys that have kind of been uh, you know, key members of the team like Jared West and just they don't have the same quality of a team that they had you know, a few years ago, and I think a lot of that has to do with recruiting and development of players. Um, but I don't see that happening because he's Dan D'Antoni, so he's going to stay at Marshall. But, uh, you know, it was a disappointing loss, I think, um, in some ways because Marshall had a chance there. Uh, but couldn't finish out the game. We knew LaTeX was the better team, so I'm not like surprised by it. But it it was a you know it is what it is. I think Mike Byers must have something against LaTeX, and, and he also plays way better in March. Yeah, he does. That is very true. And I guess coming going down the stretch a little bit. A couple of years ago, he had a great game winning shot there against to beat LaTeX. Beat LaTeX. Uh, but that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. Unfortunately, we're losing Colin. He's got to go out on a uh, got to go on a business trip, I guess. He's got to go make some videos, do yeah. the other part of his job. Got to get ready for baseball season. Yeah, baseball season next Friday. But uh, when we come back, we'll talk some Washington Commanders. Big trade. Unfortunately, Colin can't be here to talk about it. Uh, but real quick, Colin, you got about 10 seconds. Give me your initial take. Carson Wentz to I like Washington. the trade. I don't know how I feel about the quarterback. I never liked Wentz, but it could have just been because he was in Philly. So, obviously, you hope that uh, it's going to be good and go from there. All right. And uh, we'll talk to Colin tomorrow on the Sports Mix. But that'll do for this segment of the Sports Mix. We'll be back in two minutes to wrap the show up, talk a little Commanders. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class on March the 12th at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1 taught by NRA certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. 
Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports or to hang out with friends. Ollie's is a great beer and cocktail menu along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Martinsburg Bulldog Football presents the ninth annual Bulldog Golf Classic on Thursday, June 9th at the Crest Creek Country Club. Go to Martinsburg Bulldog Football Facebook page or martinsburgfootball.com for more information. Is it shaky? Nah, I think it's like the left of it. Are you sure? Man, you gotta get that thing off soon. Yeah, 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 it's you're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Sorry about the camera malfunctioning there a little bit. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group at Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg, located at 1270 Winchester Avenue. And uh, before we talk some commanders here, big trade and some other news coming down potentially today, uh, forgot to mention... uh, Girls' State Tournament action going on today. Uh, unfortunately, earlier today, uh, Jefferson, the number six seed, fell to number three, Wheeling Park, 70-19. to 19. It looks a lot worse than it is, but come to find out, um, Jefferson, without their leading scorer, Justice Lee, as she suffered an injury last Friday in practice, along with the two other girls that Coach Damon Smith mentioned last week that uh, suffered injuries at I guess before the last time they played Wheeling Park, so it was going to be a tough ball game today, and unfortunately they fell seventy to nineteen to end their really good run. Yeah, it was still a good season for Jefferson, and obviously those injuries you know, make a huge difference uh, for your team. So you know it stinks, obviously, um, but kind of is what it is, I guess, at that point. And you go out, you try your best, and. Still got to look at back at this season, though, as a success. As I mean, you obviously made the state tournament. You had a good team. It's just unfortunate that you got hit with the injury bug at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. And they'll obviously be back next year, as always. Coach Damon Smith, you know, he talked to good things coming up next season as well. But next Eastern Panhandle team getting ready to uh, tip off here uh, right after the end of the show. Number uh Seven Spring Mills taking on number two Morgantown. It's going to be a tough ball game there, but uh, we know uh, Coach Gosk has got his girls ready. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about that Spring Mills team a lot. I really like a lot of their pieces. I don't know if they're ready for this type of game yet, but I think they'll keep it competitive. They'll fight. It should be a good game. Um, and, you know, they got a good team. I mean, young team. So even if they don't win it all this year, they could definitely be back next year and have a, a good chance. Yeah, definitely. I'd say 1 p.m. contest there at the 
Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center against Morgantown. Morgantown coming in 20-3 and on the season with the number two seed. I believe if you want to tune into that game, you'll have to uh, purchase it through NFHS. Uh, that's how the first couple round or the first round, I believe, is going. And then Metro News will pick up free games for the semifinal and the final. Uh, but in all the state tournaments. Uh, but good luck to uh, Spring Mills as they get ready to take on Morgantown here momentarily. And a great season for Jefferson, unfortunately, ends. Uh, but now let's talk uh, Washington Commanders here. Big news coming out yesterday just after the show. Uh, Washington made a big splash in the trade market. I believe 10 years to the day that they traded picks to get RG that would eventually draft RG3. Uh, about an hour, about 1.52 p.m. yesterday, news came out from Adam Schefter. Washington acquired in Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz and the in a third round pick in 2022 and 2023, the or yeah, the commanders will receive third round picks in 2022 and 2023. Uh, and then the Colts will receive, let me find it here. I can't even find it now. It changed from what I saw yesterday. Uh, but obviously a big trade that and the trade, I believe, uh, here it is. In exchange for two third round picks, one can turn into a second round pick if the quarterback plays over 70% of the offensive snaps next season and the club swap 2022 second rounders as well. So uh, not a lot. And you heard Collins thoughts and there initially. Washington just got a seventh, I think, for it as well. I read on Twitter. See, I, I didn't see that. Uh, but, you know, obviously you still, with the, you know, not throwing everything out there, not throwing the kitchen sink out there, you could still draft somebody this year. And you can cut him next year and his contract will just void. Yeah. But but the big issue here is it's $28 million against the cap this year. And the, going into the day yesterday, Washington, after the we talked about it, the cap number had been announced the other day. Uh, up to 200 and something million. And the Washington had, uh, I believe, 33 point something million in cap space. So a big portion of cap space now gone. And news comes out today from John Kime of ESPN, the Washington beat reporter. Uh, commanders expected to release safety Landon Collins and salary cap move. And not that this move wouldn't have come because they potentially could have done it anyway to get more salary cap because, you know, Collins didn't have a great year. He did play pretty good at linebacker when he was in there when they switched him to that uh, Bison Buffalo Buffalo Nickel, I believe is what it's called. Yeah, they could bring him back, too, on a cheaper deal. I think, though, one thing you have to consider is if you want a decent quarterback in the NFL nowadays, they're getting paid $25-plus million, even if they're, you know, below top 10, top 15-ish quarterbacks. You're paying them a lot, so... In that sense, while Wentz isn't the best, and it's pretty much like you traded for Kirk Cousins, like Rob pointed out to me earlier, um, you know it's it's a decent move I think for Washington. You didn't give up a ton for them. Um, I don't really understand what the Colts are doing. They don't have anybody behind Wentz that I would trust, and uh, they don't have their first round draft pick. That goes to Philly because of Wentz. Um, played in the amount of games 70 i believe it was about 70 75 percent of the snaps it was it's the same kind of thing that you know this deal has with with washington and indianapolis this year so it definitely makes washington better i mean they're i think the clear-cut second best team in the east now between them and philly i'd probably give them a slight edge um and they have some weapons for wentz i think they could 
be a decent wild card team potentially but again you still don't unless you draft a quarterback that turns into a stud i mean you're gonna have to pay these guys a ton of money to just be average <laughs> just because of how yeah. the quarterback market is now. so on nfl live on espn yesterday dan orlowski pointed something out i uh, talked that's told, told you earlier today uh carson wentz has never played with the caliber of receiver that terry mclaurin is he had alshon jeffrey there in uh in philadelphia but he never went over a thousand yards so i mean quarterbacks can make the receivers better we see all that with brady and Deion branch and guys like tim brown I mean, so some of it's on the quarterback, too, I think, when it comes to receiver talent. But obviously, McLaurin is an upgrade for him. We'll see how it works out. All right, that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Derek Basil, and head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis, thanks to them for coming on. Best of luck to them next week at the Quad A State Tournament there in Charleston. For... Our intern, Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Ferslini, I'm Spencer Bui saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 12.08 on the Sports Mix.